the 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 people spoke we we heard what they wanted um and it 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 definitely definitely seemed like a a pardon pardon the pun an, a natural fit <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the Erasable Podcast. We're extremely excited for our special guest today, somebody whose career I followed ever since he started at this company, um, Alexander Poyer, the brand manager from Blackwing. Yes, that Blackwing uh, is here with us. And we're going to talk about the new Blackwing 811, which was released earlier today at the time of this recording. Hey, Alex, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How yeah. are you guys doing? Very good. We're um, we're super excited. I feel like we've been talking about trying to get you on the show for a while now, and this just seemed like a like a perfect time. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys just had what the five year anniversary. Right? Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. We, we we didn't record or actually post anything on social media about it celebrating that five year anniversary. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I kept meeting you, and I forgot. I think I fell asleep. Yeah. So and of course, I am joined today by um, my friend and co host Johnny Gamber. Hey, Johnny. The the one with the deep voice. Yes, yes, the deep voice one. Um, so. So Alex is is somebody who's um, interesting to me. I have a little connection to just because when I uh, when I worked very briefly at Blackwing, um, I was the community manager of Pencils dot com because Blackwing was not really its own sort of like segment of the company yet. It was just a pencil. Um, and uh, I left, and uh, they hired somebody who was going to like really like build the brand and kind of fill out. Um, like turn Blackwing from like just a boutique, extremely expensive pencil into like the kind of like lifestyle brand that it is. So, uh, and that's Alex. So you've been at Blackwing for like eight or nine years now, right? Oh, I think eight it years. was, yeah, eight, about eight years. Yeah. 2011 yeah. into 2011. I, Which is super I cool. Yeah. I, I was excited to be there for, um, the, it was after the release of the MMX and before leading up to the release of the 602. And that was exciting enough. I can't imagine how many pencil product launches you've been through at this point. Like dozens. Yeah. I mean, we've done how many volumes have we done so far? Yeah. Like almost 16 at this point. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always always interesting yeah <laughs> so we're gonna dig into some of that during the main topic today um and then also talk about the the 811 which is which is pretty amazing um but first let's uh let's do some of our tools of the trade so um alex what are you what whatever you're consuming media drinks food and what are you writing with and on sure sure so i am sipping on a lovely uh pomplemousse la croix Ooh. right now nice yeah, it's, I, it's I, I have a mango fresh. going. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> what else, what else am I consuming? I'm right now. I'm consuming the Dungeons and Dragons Player's Handbook because I just started playing, oh, and very cool. uh, I I need to understand how this thing works. Um, and it, that's pretty much occupying all of my reading time right now because it's. I don't know if you guys have ever flipped through that guy, but it's uh, there's some there's oh, some action in there. It's intense. Are you? Are you the dungeon master of this thing, or are you just part of a? Group? I am not. I am. I'm just part of a part of a campaign. Just getting my feet wet with it. That's really um, cool. And watching. What am I watching right now? Uh, I, I started the staircase. I don't know if you guys have watched that. The uh, it's like a true crime documentary on Netflix. I've heard a lot about it. I have not yeah. watched it, but yeah, that looks amazing. What do you think? Yeah, it's. Um, I'm only like four episodes in, but I have no idea. I have no idea what, what who did it or or why. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. No spoilers here. Um, <laughs> and what am I riding with? I'm riding with a Blackwing 811. Nice. Um, and I'm riding in my 602 Summit notebook. It's where I uh, oh, nice. my notebook of choice right now. Alex staying on brand. <laughs> Literally on brand. Johnny, how about you? Um, so I'm going to run through the list because it's a lot of stuff. Um, there's there's a lot of Alita. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So a lot of like British stuff. Yeah. Um, I finished Lolita, which was interesting. And um, <laughs> my daughter lent me Matilda, which I'd never read before. Oh, I love Matilda. So, and I just found out that Netflix is going to do an animated series. I've heard about this. So that's cool. Yeah. And um, we watched recently Crooked House and Ordeal by Innocence, which were both related to or from Agatha Christie books. They were on Amazon and both really, really good. And um, did you guys see the film Colette that came out recently with Keira Knightley? No, it was on the airplane, but I did not watch it. Yeah, it was really good, like surprisingly good. Yeah. No uh, pencil porn, but a lot of like dip pens and stuff. So that was cool. And the film was good also. And uh, I'm like really addicted to Endeavor that Rosie likes to get up from her nap and watch with me. Hmm. So I'm in season four, which is so good that's a really really good like you know it's in hd but they did a really good job with their 60s props type shows so yeah. it doesn't look vintage but it is there's a lot of like moleskins and click pens so that's cool and um i'm writing with of course the blackwing 811 on a right notepads in the pine book which is like the other end of the green spectrum oh yeah you got it all michael mike hagan will be jealous you have so many green things going on green <laughs> Nice. Yeah, how about you, Andy? Um, I am consuming, there's a book, oh, well, I'm consuming a mango, mango LaCroix. Um, I'll, I'll say it the Midwestern way. Um, <laughs> since we actually just had a conversation about Alex's last name and how, like, how it's pronounced in, like, French and how it's pronounced in, like, the Midwest U.S. And I feel like LaCroix and LaCroix is another one of those things. Um, so I'm... Uh, Drinking that, I am in the middle of reading a novel by one of my favorite sci-fi authors, um, Charlie Jane Anders. She just released uh, this book. It's called City in the Middle of the Night. Uh, It's really good. Um, And I am also kind of at the same time, because I always have like, you know, at least a novel and a nonfiction thing going. Um, I'm reading a book called Mismatch, How Inclusivity Shapes Design. And it's written by... Um, this person named Kat Holmes, who is the director of UX at Google. Um, but she's also, she used to be um, a design director at Microsoft and wrote this manual for inclusive design. So basically making sure that, you know, the designs that they're creating work well for, you know, people with disabilities or people who are in like, you know, stress situations. And it's it's really interesting. It talks about like kind of the history of, I think the classic example is like Kerb curb cuts you know berkeley california was one of the first to ever like have curb cuts um you know as part of their their sidewalks and she just makes a lot of parallels between like that and you know digital design so it's pretty pretty interesting if you are doing the kind of things that i'm doing and trying to write the book that i'm trying to write this i think is really complementary to that um, and I am writing, uh, I'm three for three writing with my, my Blackwing 811, which we'll dig into, um, in a bit. And I'm writing on something I just bought, um, in Singapore. 
It is a uh, it's a Muji writing tablet, but it's that like unbleached kind of brownish craft paper that they have. Oh, cool! Which is just really really lovely. It's kind of a it's lighter than like a craft brown field notes, but it's darker than like a like kind of a yellow you know like a yellow writing pad. So it's a really pleasing kind of like light brown color. Yeah. Um yeah, so I uh I see uh Alex has a very important fresh point. Um I don't know if you see this written down Alex in the Google Doc. How many pulled up? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Johnny certainly didn't write that into the like fill that into the blank. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Let me open the vault. Yes. So it's, it says here Alex is going to tell us about all of the Blackwing secrets. So if you want to go ahead with that. <laughs> no, if you uh, do you do you have any any fresh points you want to share with the share with the world Alex? Um not not anything in particular. Um well actually, yeah, I do, I do have kind of a fresh point. Okay. Um it, it was uh, it was kind of uh, leaked a little bit, I think, the other day. But we're working on um, new websites for both of both pencils.com and the Blackwing website. Ooh! Um, oh, awesome! And yeah, we're we're hoping to be able to launch them in the next uh, week or so. Nice. Um, and so that that's going to be pretty sweet. It's uh, as part of that whole thing, um, we're going to have a new subscription platform that's going to hopefully make managing the Ooh. volume subscriptions a little bit easier. Um, and Nick is going to be getting a lot of support also, um, in the form of a, of a help desk that's going to make sure that Very it's nice. easier for, to, uh, respond to, to all those inquiries that are coming in. Uh, can you, uh, can you say what, uh, e-commerce platform you're using? And maybe you don't even want yeah. to, but yeah. No, yeah, for sure. We're, we're switching over to Shopify plus. Nice. Very cool. Um, yeah. And so the subscriptions will be through recharge, which is a very, very well established, um, subscription platform through cool. Shopify also. So. Very cool. I know a bunch of people who are product designers at Shopify. They make some really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love it so far. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to use that. I definitely like, you know, I don't have to manage my subscription a lot. I just like once a year go and, you know, pay you 110 bucks and call it even, but like I I, I do look forward to like, you know, having that be a little bit easier to use. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great for everybody, for us and for, for anyone that's yeah. a subscriber. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Johnny, how about you? Fresh points. So um I really just have two. One is Baron Fig Oracle pencils came out, which yeah. is awesome. Did you get a set of those? I did. So what did you think? Um I was so I, I was talking a little bit with Joey about this and uh I really um like the core like it's different than the other ones and i have a hunch it's not supposed to be um but i really did feel i think i think les put it in uh on her blog that like it has it feels like more of a like a true um like a true hb compared to like you know some of them were like a little bit darker and deeper and of course some of them were just straight up broken um (laughs) but i i had one of my yellow school pencil uh, archers and like and one of these oracles and I was just like, you know, writing with it. And I, I, I thought it, it felt a little bit like more HB ish. I don't know what you thought. Yeah. Um, it felt sort of like a general's pencil Oh, in that the lead was, um, 
I don't know, you know how the Kimberleys have that kind of unwaxed, but the graphite is still kind of smooth feel to them? Yeah. It's sort of like a specifically general thing. I think they felt like that. It's like a smooth like grit. A, yeah, as opposed to Viarco, which is sort of like a waxed nail. Yeah. Usually. Or like, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Assuming they're Viarco and that they don't have a secret, you know, Portuguese pencil factory that only makes them for Baron Fig. Right. <laughs> Could be. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, um... <laughs> Yeah, these they were so I think they're lovely. Like, the colors are lovely. I I you know, think the the theme is like cool, but <coughs> yeah, they're they're pretty nice. Yeah, and it, it had been a while, so I was starting to wonder if that series was going to be over. I'm like, oh, yeah. that sucks. They were always really cool. Yeah. But I was really happy to see them. Really cool. And the um even the quality controls better, like the cores are centered. Yeah. And I don't know what their factory does, but they always seem to get very fragrant cedar. Which yeah, I appreciate. Did you? If we can go on a Baron Fig tangent for a second, did you see that thing that Joey's doing in the Baron Fig group with the the auction? What? No. It's so funny. So you know how people um, always just drop in and be like, "Oh, you should re-release this custom squire. We really need more custom squires." Mm-hmm. And he said, "I will give. I will personally create and give away." Um, one custom aluminum squire with custom Sharpie art on it, uh, if you, for the highest bidder and like the money going to ch- the charity of your choice. And so people started bidding in this like Facebook thread. And, um, uh, last time I saw they were up to like, like almost $300. So what? That's I, awesome. I think it ends on Friday, but I, I love that he sort of took this like rabid demand for these for this thing and <laughs> just like you know turned it into some some money for charity. So that was that was fun. By the time he released this, um, well, I guess it won't it won't be over yet. It doesn't end until Friday. But if you're in the Baron Figs fanatic group, um, go check out this and and bid bid high on your custom one of a kind squire. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so the, apparently the Ouija board was named in Baltimore. So these pencils like brought that to mind right away, which I appreciate it. Nice. It's sort of vintagey looking. Is there but um is there a story to the name Ouija? Ouija? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it could have just like floated up from Poe's grave. Yeah. Across Baltimore through all the <laughs> death and destruction and <laughs> the uh periodic riots we have. Uh-huh. Yay, mob town. Yay. But um so you have to roll the pencil to get your answer. There was the one thing that bugged me. I'm like, I don't want to roll my pencils and bust up the cores. Yeah. So I've just decided to like spin them in my hand and then stop. Yeah. Not that I'm sitting here playing with one of these things like all day. Of course Should not. Should I have some more coffee? Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're recording at 930. My time, I've had like seven cups of coffee today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> enjoy well I, I like for once we have a West Coast centric time uh time zone. So usually usually we're on East Coast time since both you and Tim are over there, but now now we have a guest in my time zone. Fighting the good fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're here on the cold east coast, still chilly. <laughs> it's gonna rain all day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh I hope they keep doing it. Because even like the packaging is super nice with Baron Fig pencils. Yeah, that tube is like, like promote whoever came up with this tube. Yeah, I think it, that was it fit perfectly. Well, when 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 they were on a 
announcing the release of it, I think um, Joey said that that was all Adam Cornfield. Because um, I remember he said he had to sit down and like figure out how to diagram how to fit like hex pencils into like the smallest tube possible. So, and they of course they don't have any of those pesky like oversized ferrules to get in the way. So, yeah. uh, like some pencils. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One day there's going to be, you know, Baron Fig X Blackwing, and it's going to come in like a toolbox. Ooh. Perfectly fit. <laughs> I can't wait for the Blackwing Baron Fig collaboration. That would actually be pretty awesome. Yeah. Worlds collide. <laughs> and, and we'll talk yeah, about this later. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alex, you're going to get a lot of these in the next, in the next hour or so. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I'm trying to silence my dog. Oh, no. I, I think all the dogs. I can't hear him. All the dogs we can. It's good. Yeah. Any any other fresh points, Johnny? Um, well, real quick on that one, our friends uh, Les and D on their respective blogs have out reviews that you should go check out because they're really good reviews and they did some good photos too. My only other one is that I've started writing for Write Notepad's blog, which makes me happy because nobody has a the companies don't do blogs anymore that much. Like everyone kind of does it for a little while and lets off, and they're like trying to push theirs, which is great. Yeah. So I hope it takes off. Field Notes used to, and Pencils.com used to, and even the Pencil Store, but like not that regularly. So I think that John Moses, who works at Write Notepads, is trying to do like you know a few week, a few posts a week. Yeah. On on there, so that'll be cool. Nice. So I wrote one about um, paper and note taking that I think comes out tomorrow. Nice. So that'll be awesome. Yeah, those are all my fresh points. Very cool. Um, I just have a couple of them, a couple quick ones. Um, I. Uh, so I was in Singapore last week and as I've talked about on this, this show, um, and I had some really fun kind of pencil experiences. Mostly I just went to some art stores and picked up a whole bunch of interesting, um, and I don't even know how to say it, the Chung Wah pencils. Um, I, I know a few of them have hit, hit some shelves in the U S but there were some that I've just never seen before. So, uh, Johnny, I sent some, sent some off to you, um, and I sent some off to Tim. I'm trying to think of what. Oh, oh! I went to Daiso um, in Singapore, and they had a bunch of golden swords, which is awesome. So um, I sent most of the golden swords home with Michael because he—that was his. Like he doesn't have any Daisos where he is, but I found a few of those, um, and I found a few other Kitaboshi um, Daiso branded things. Um, it says Kitaboshi right on it. Uh, there was that one that's like a rectangular, or excuse me, a triangular pencil, and there were just like a couple other. There was a, a, a what is it, a blue red pencil, and there was another red marking pencil that was really lovely. So I put together a little sampler of that and sent it off to you, Johnny. Oh, love you. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of good, had a really good time. Sweet. Um, the only other other thing I'll mention is that the. Uh, I posted this in the group, but like, I just want to just brag on Adobe a little bit. Um, so a while ago, our operations people who like do a lot of the planning for the the centralized design team uh, was like, "Hey, Andy, like, what's some good stationary brands that like we can personalize?" And because before they've had the regular like you know moleskin stamped with our logo and like those pencils with the like black um, black dyed wood that are like cool looking but not 
doesn't work don't work very well and i was like oh you should get some black wings and put your put our name on it and you should get some baron fig confidants and you should put adobe design on that so i kind of never heard anything about it again until all of a sudden they arrived and they're like hey andy check this out i'm just so we have the coolest swag um and unfortunately i feel a little bad talking about it because no i can't give you or send you any uh listeners because they're not they're not mine to give out (laughs) Um, they're, uh, something they'll be giving to like, um, you know, people who, you know, speak at Adobe design events or, you know, interview or whatever. So, uh, if you're at a conference, if you're at a design conference and you see somebody from Adobe there, maybe they can give you one. They look but, really cool too. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, they're working, the, the branding team is working with this, like, this brand identity for Adobe design that has like these little interesting, like little shapes and kind of glyphs in it. And I was super surprised to see them on the pencil barrel. Um, just because like, I, I didn't know that you could do that. Like I, we talked a little bit about before the show, um, Alex and I, and just, he, he was saying about how they, would you say you created a, a yeah. special like copper stamp for everyone or, or brass? Yeah, stamp? Any, yeah. Any custom job we do, we actually make, um, a unique brass die for, for whatever is on it. So, yeah. um, if you know, there's like the glyphs for the Adobe job or, um, or anything like that, you know, if someone has a specific typeface or logo or, or whatever, um, we just create a, a custom die for it so we can do whatever, Love whatever that. we need to. Yeah. Then when somebody reorders, they'll just have that on hand. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, big, big props to Blackwing and to Baron Fig both for, for that. Um, There you go. That's your Baron Fig collaboration. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It already already happened. Exactly. (laughs) Cool. So um, yeah, that is, that is the fresh point. Should we all jump into the main topic? Yes. Cool. Let's do it. Um, so, um, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't heard of Black Wings, um, I think something might be wrong with your speakers or headphones or uh, just like, you know, knowledge of pencils. So, uh, Black Wing, they're, they're Palomino Black Wing, to be, to be clear. The makers are four, now four standard pencil offerings. A quarterly limited edition series, which like I, I have to admit, I can't believe, like I, I was not expecting it to like have lasted so long. Uh, and I'm excited that it has notebooks, other pencil accessories. Um, Blackwing really sits near the apex of penciledom. So um, Alex is the brand manager at Blackwing, and um, you've seen him in some of the promotional videos for the Volume Four, uh, the Mars pencil, and just kind of around the internet. So he he occasionally drops into drops into the group every now and then, which is great. So um, yeah, thanks so much for taking some time out of your evening and being here, Alex. For sure, especially to be here. Yeah, especially since like this, that was like a hype reel there. Yeah, <laughs> wah wah wah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially since this is a super busy time of uh, of the season for you, since um, you know you just sent out a crap load of pencils. We did. Yeah, I, the pile of boxes keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh yeah, um, which is, which is great, but um, yeah, it makes this time this time of year definitely a little hectic. Oh, I bet. So. Um, we're going to dig into something about the 811 specifically and a little bit about the create the volumes, like kind of like ideation process. But, um, first I just want to start off. Um, you're the brand manager for one of the most recognizable names in the pencil universe, but, um, starting back at your own personal Borrowdale, uh, what first got you interested in pencils? 
pencils and I have, we kind of have a, a meat cute story, um, that, <laughs> that works pretty well. Um, so I, I, I seriously, I remember the first time I was kind of infatuated with a pencil and it, I was in middle school, I was walking down the hall. Um, I had, you know, some, I had a, a Walkman or something, I had headphones on. I was doing my best to ignore everything around me. And I, in, in doing so ignored a pencil that was, that was sitting on the ground. And I stepped on it. And I don't know if you guys have ever done that where it like kind of rolls under your foot. Oh, yeah. Um, when you step on a pencil, it's almost like a banana peel kind of action. Um, <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I, I almost wiped out, recovered, and picked it up. And it was, it was unlike any other pencil I'd ever seen up until that point. Um, you know, my experience with pencils was like crappy mechanicals or, you know, yellow, just whatever pencils. Um, and this one was all black. It had two little hearts imprinted on it, and it had the dopest name that middle school me had ever seen. On oh, uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a Murado Black Warrior, and I was like, this is it. This is like, this is the end. Um, Badass. And, and so, yeah, I, I kind of got obsessed with those pencils uh, through like middle school um, and beginning of high school. And ever since then, I've just you know, kind of cared about the pencils and the notebooks and all the different kind of tools that I use. Very cool. And you, um, you were also into, into baseball, aren't you? Like, I feel like I remember that when you came to pencils.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm into, I'm into all competitions. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, I'm just kind of a competitive guy. Gotcha. So, uh, like all sports, <laughs> all, all, all competitions of all types. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So with your job, you must get to try out like hundreds or maybe thousands of pencils from different markets at different time periods. So um, what are a few, aside from the Murado Black Warrior and your own pencils, what are a few of your all-time favorites and why? Yeah, I don't know if either of you guys have seen Charles's collection. Oh, I have. He's got, he's got a gnarly pencil collection. It's it's. A sight to behold. So yeah, I do get to try a lot of really cool stuff. Johnny, um, Johnny, if you ever make it to the Bay Area, we're going to drive to Stockton, and you have to look at Charles's collection. It's incredible. That is a date. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Um, but so some of my fa- favorites for different reasons. Uh, one, from like a story kind of perspective, is uh, the wartime Ticonderogas with the mm. plastic ferrule. Mm-hmm. I I just think that's fascinating you know the the evolution kind of how they got the the green the green feral and the stripe and all that um just i'm kind of a history buff too so that just tickles me yeah um and then from like a design standpoint i really really like the uh the old crackled venus pencils oh yeah Um, i freaking love those things and i've been trying to figure out how the hell they did it for the longest time so um <laughs> hopefully i'll hopefully hopefully we'll figure it out and uh you might see a little crackled blackwing action in the future oh yeah um spoiler you heard it here first folks <laughs> <laughs> i haven't cracked it yet yeah <laughs> but uh, uh and then from a performance perspective actually um you kind of stole my thunder. I really love those golden swords that Kitaboshi makes. Mm. I freaking lo- I love those things. I don't know why. It's a simple. It's such a simple pencil. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just I enjoy writing with those a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, they're I, I I just don't know. Like I mean, yeah. They're I, they're 
from Kitaboshi, but yeah, they're really lovely. Um, and they're also a dollar fifty for four of them, which is pretty incredible yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, focusing in on Blackwing, um, can you tell us a little bit about what your role um, at the brand and kind of what professionally brought you to Blackwing? Sure. Um, I guess I can kind of start at the beginning. Um, I started as kind of a a freelance writer. Johnny was mentioning, um, you know, blogs have kind of gone by the wayside for a lot of people. But um, when I started, I was I was a writer. That's what I wanted to be coming out of college. Um, And I was I was doing freelance writing and pencils.com was one of the, the websites that I was writing for. And after I had, you know, done some content for him, started to do a little bit of social media for him. Um, there, there was a community manager role that opened opened up there. Yeah, there, yeah, there happened <laughs> to be a community manager role that opened up. And uh, I, I stepped in to do to do that. And that eventually kind of developed into a, a marketing role. And that further developed into into the branding role that I'm that I'm doing right now. Um, but we're still I mean, we're still a small team. There's including like production fulfillment all of that there's only 15 of us Mm. still um and that's between blackwing and pencils.com you know we all kind of it's it's all under the same roof yeah um so i wear a lot of different hats as does everyone um everyone that that works with us so i do a little bit of everything from you know branding decisions obviously and kind of strategies and things like that to uh, product development um collaborations and kind of business development stuff like that uh, all the way down to, to copywriting and and you know some social stuff here and there still yeah um reining yeah, yeah. charles in on his like you know big high pie in the sky decisions <laughs> that's uh that's above that 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 job is above <laughs> me <laughs> but yeah it's uh i mean it's 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 a lot of fun i i had no idea that I would be, um, you know, designing and, and thinking about pencils every day. Um, but I get to do a lot of really, really cool stuff. And I, I love it every second of it. That's awesome. Hmm. Awesome. So the Blackwing recently got a new edition that I think everybody knows about the natural. Um, can you talk a little bit about the idea behind this design and um, sort of the ongoing joke is that folks on this podcast and in the Facebook group sort of came up with a lot of the design, but I assume you did just, <laughs> you know, do what we have. Johnny just wants his credit. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you talk about um, what role, if any, that what people were asking for had in um, deciding to make a natural pencil that is also extra firm? Oh man, where, where could that idea possibly have come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, the, the 211 was what the second volumes edition we did. Yeah. Um, and that thing, you know, you've, it sold out super quick and we, you know, we'd just gotten started, so we didn't really know what to do. Um, and you've, you've seen the ridiculousness of, of the eBay listings for those oh, things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, and obviously we followed the group and, and we knew that there was a demand from the online community for a natural pencil and same goes for the extra firm graphite right um anytime we did an extra firm graphite release you know people people reacted responded really really well yeah um but what what kind of kept it from um 
you know, being just a, like a slam dunk, okay, let's do it automatically is that, you know, we've got this whole worldwide dealer network now, wholesale network that we wanted to make sure we could really introduce this to and get, get the support of. Um, and surprisingly, <laughs> historically, at least, um, natural pencils really, really struggle hmm. in, in the global pencil market. Um, compared to lacquered pencils at least. So, uh, over the, I don't know if you guys noticed, but over the past couple of years, there have been a few little minor tweaks to, uh, to the, the pencils, the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the imprint, we, we synchronized those so that they're all gold. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we, we adjusted the erasers so that there's, there's some, um, you know, a, a different color for each one. Um, and so once we, once we had that kind of in place, it was like, okay, it all started to make a little bit more sense. Okay, if we introduced a natural, what would it, what would it look like? It obviously it would have a gold imprint because that's that's what black wings have. Yeah, um, it would it would have a an eraser that wasn't black, white, or pink, um, and that was actually the the biggest design sticking point for us was what what color do we do this eraser? Mm. We we played with I mean we played with a bunch of different colors. We played with some browns. We played with some kind of like olive greens. Yeah. Um, I would have expected a brown, but I, I, yeah, the gray is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, um, it was kind of the sleeper. It didn't, we didn't really know if that was going to be the one that we were going to go with. And then we kind of saw it alongside the others and it just made sense. Hmm. Um, it kind of clicked. So, so that's the one we went with. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the people spoke, we, we heard what they wanted. Um, and it, it, it definitely, Definitely seemed like a, a pardon, pardon the pun, an, a natural fit. <laughs> uh, um, so let's kind of shift to volumes a little bit. Um, they're, I mean, frankly, they're a hit at least to, at least among our community. Um, it's it's highly um, highly anticipated. You know, every time it comes out, and everybody li- loves to kind of play along with the spoilers and the release of the number and trying to figure out the numerology of it. Um, so the vis- visibility, um, I, at least within, within our circles has really skyrocketed since, uh, since the series launched in summer of 2015. Um, can you, can you talk about the beginning, kind of the Genesis of Blackwing volumes and how you got started with that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with the, with your intro there. We wanted to, I mean, this entire black wing, this whole thing, we, we wanted to get peop- more people interested in wood pencils and, and pencil use in general. So when we launched the volumes program, we were thinking, how can we get other people into this thing? You know, it's a, it's such a, a strange niche. Um, how can we, how can we draw some new people into our circle? Um, and on top of that, you know, the, the 602 is so steeped in, I don't know, lore yeah. and, and, and story. Um, how can we tell more stories with pencils? Those are kind of the, the two main goals. How can we, how can we tell some stories? Cause you know, I was, a I was a writer. I like telling stories. Um, you know, we have other members, other team members who were, who were writers or, um, just fans of, of storytelling in general. Um, how can we tell more stories and, and how can we get new people interested in this stuff and, and into, into what we're doing? So, um, 
those two things combined with uh, the fact that we kind of we had all these design ideas and didn't know where to apply them. Mm. Um, you know, I, I I don't want to didn't want to dilute the you know the kind of the core offerings that we had. So by doing something that was kind of limited, um, we could try some fun stuff and and see how people like them without you know just having a million pencils available. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. That's so, cool. So, um, for any given edition, you know, there's a theme or an idea, um, like a tribute or a number, and an and a number and a design. Can you sort of walk us through, like maybe in general, even with an example or two, um, what this entire process looks like from, you know, an idea for a cool pencil to, you know, the awesome package we open up. Maybe maybe even start off like typically where does it start? Like does it start with that theme or with the design and kind of how does it escalate? Yeah, sure, sure. I, I mean, I'd say ninety five percent of the time. Well, m- most of the time, I'm going to say most of the time, it starts with the topic. Yeah, uh, whatever with the theme or whatever. When we when we kind of started the program, we we had a big you know big board and we laid out like these are here's just a brain dump all the ideas all the different topics all the different tributes and we planned out about two and a half years of like this is the ideal like if we could if we could hit every single one like these are the ones we'd like to do mm. and um so we, we had this board of, of a, at that point is like 10 different different designs that we were going to go with um and anytime there's a new design we, we kind of add it to the board it's kind of like a no idea is a bad idea put it on the board Let's see what, you know, what takes shape with it. Um, so, so we had this huge spreadsheet basically of, um, of ideas and, and some of them were kind of broad, some of them were super specific, but they were all ideas that we thought kind of fit, fit with the, the whole pro the program as a whole. Um, and so, like I said before, mo- most of the time it starts with the topic. We have like this, we have this person's place or this thing that we think is interesting or would make it for an interesting story um, or is, you know, somehow related to this kind of, this lifestyle kind of yeah. culture that, that, we're, that we're trying to build around the brand. Um, and it starts there and we kind of develop it out from that. You know, if, if you could like, uh, a good example is that kind of was the perfect, I'd say the perfect process was we had the, the Steinbeck, right? The 24. Mm. Oh yeah. Right. We, that was one of the, the names on our original board. Like obviously John Steinbeck would be the perfect, perfect yeah. tribute. Yeah. Um, and so we got in touch, we got in touch with the Steinbeck family. Um, I got to go down there and talk with, with John's son, and you know he he contributed the design in that case and and was just an amazing process the the number was kind of an organic um result of that design process and that story process and that's that's usually how the number takes shape you know we'll we'll have the we'll have the design we'll have we'll you know we'll be telling the story both both written and and visually and the number kind of organically comes out from that Um, and and it's, it's kind of the linchpin. It's usually kind of the linchpin that ties that written story to the visual 
and and brings them together. Yeah, and it's um, interesting because that's always the number is always the first thing that you that you tease out, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think that I think that makes that makes it kind of fun because it, it, it hints at both, right? It hints at, okay, maybe this is the background or, or, and maybe this is something to do with how it's going to look. Yeah. Um, That's really fun. So, um, I know like one of the things that just really surprised me about kind of announcing a quarterly pencil release, um, is just, I, I know I have just a little visibility and I mean, not much at all compared to, compared to you and compared to Charles, um, I just have a little bit of visibility into how complicated a pencil supply chain is. And I, I was thinking like, really, if, if, if anybody could pull it off, you know, Cal Cedar, who is part of the supply chain could pull it off. But I know that there's got to be lots and lots of little, little things and decisions and pieces of this that are super hard to pull together. Um, so in as much as you're able and willing to say what, what volumes was the most difficult to actually pull off so far? That, I mean, they all they all came with their own challenges, yeah, right. But um, I'd say the one that was, and it, it's probably surprising because it seems like it it might be easy, but the one that was the most challenging for us was uh, the fifty six, the Dimaggio. Yeah, that one. I wondered was, if you were going to talk about that one. Yeah. Oh man, so. <laughs> the, that's like a nightmare is the QC for that one. Um, <laughs> because it was literally, it was all hands on deck. Everybody was, yeah. everybody was QCing that pencil. Uh, those stripes, the way we, the way we ended up doing that one, um, traditionally uh, a striped pencil is done with a gasket, right? You have a, you have a paint line, you paint the pencil one color, um, you throw a gasket on the, on the paint line. And that's how you get those stripes um, that are yeah. along the edges of the pencil. But the way we did it was with a, uh, a roll-on imprint process that uh, made it so that if the pencil was just a little off, then stripes were a little off. <laughs> and um, so get, making sure that those were within our tolerances um, was was really tough because we're pretty strict when it comes to um, you know making sure yeah. everything looks looks good. Um, is there is there a school somewhere that has a bunch of off striped uh, black wing blanks? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, those are actually, I think, those are probably uh, custom imprint fodder for, for yeah, oh, good imprint, imprint machine. They uh, we got to make sure the dies are all set properly, so we feed in the, the seconds. That makes sense. That thing. Huh. Um, but yeah, that one was a that one was a monster. Uh, that's not even. I'm not going to go into the <laughs> getting getting DiMaggio's um, team to to buy in, but that was that was another added yeah. complication for that one. Huh? They look really good. Yeah, I, it, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites. I love it, but I, it's it's it was tough. Yeah. So, um, in that strain, um, what is your favorite favorite volume so far? And um, maybe. If we forced you to, what's your least favorite? Uh, you're like making me choose between my children. <laughs> your children. <laughs> yeah. Um, the boat okay, is sinking. I'm gonna, I'm, and can I save one? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cheat, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, kind of like I did with the the different pencils I've used. I'm gonna kind of break them out into the different categories. So um, conceptually, I really like the 1138. Hmm. It 
it was not the prettiest pencil. I will be the first to admit, but I, I just really liked the fact that we were able to, to take that entire movie and condense it down into these little kind of barcodes and, and throw it on the pencil. I, yeah. I really liked that. Yep. Um, and it was the first one that kind of had that like out there, you know, it was only the third pencil we released, but it was the first one that had like an out there kind of concept. I was like, wait, what, yeah. you know, <laughs> on the pencil. Um, so that, that one was fun. Um, as far as looks, it's a tie for me between the 73 and the four. Mm. I, I love the, just the color combos on both of those and the, and the texture on both of them. The 73 is definitely in there for me. I love yeah. the way that looks. Uh, yeah. The blue is perfect. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't like, who don't know all the, <laughs> all the volumes by heart, like we do, uh, the 73 is the, uh, Lake Tahoe pencil that has that really cool, um, like bathosphere kind of like like topography on it um and it's it's kind of in tribute to uh lake tahoe which is kind of an endangered um environment and the four of course is one we just talked about uh last quarter which is the mars pencil yeah yeah i think i I just have a thing for texture maybe i don't know yeah i I like the both those had had a little bit a little bit of tooth to them that you could grab onto yeah and uh do you, do you have a do you have a least favorite or like maybe maybe you don't even want to say if you do <laughs> I I don't I don't know if I if I had to pick one like if I had to pick one yeah I'd probably say the two hundred five mm. um which is the the one where you did the split yeah of the the jade and the and the white jade um it was I I don't know why. I don't really have a reason other than, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a reason, yeah. but if I had to, that'd be it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I, I, I liked the, the concept, but like I, like an execution, it, it kind of, it's funny cause it kind of looks like it's trying to look like one of those crackled, uh, Venus pencils, but being just kind of like, like, you know, I don't even know what that, what the process is, but like kind of printed on there, it just didn't quite, quite reach that. But yeah. So, um, so speaking of all of these concepts, um, Alex, um, I'm sure there's folks all the time aside from us who are just lobbing ideas at you. (laughs) Um, I, I'm really interested to know, and, and, and it's, it's, I'm sure hard for you to say because I'm sure you don't want to ever rule anything out, but what are some of the volumes that you really wish you could make, but just can't for, for whatever reason? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I haven't, I haven't ruled anything out. I've yeah. Been, um, I've been rebuffed a few times, but, um, <laughs> haven't, haven't, haven't exact, you know, I haven't, we haven't ruled anything out. Um, I, I don't know if there's any, if there's like a one that got away for me right now. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got a few in process that, um, that I can't talk about <laughs> <laughs> that, that it kind of seemed like it maybe gotten away. Yeah. Um, but have kind of come, come back around, but, how, um, how far ahead are you usually working? Like how many editions ahead do you, I know it's, it can probably vary depending on what, which pencil it is. Cause I'm guessing, and you, you can, you know, confirm or deny or both, but I'm assuming that there's like a bunch of blanks that you have and there's some that you can use from the blanks and there's some that you can't, that you have to have kind of made special. 
and I'm assuming there's like a longer lead time on some of those, but just typically how, how far ahead do you usually work? Uh, we have kind of a, a rolling schedule that we try to keep two years, at mm. least two years out. Um, and that, you know, we move things around and, and change things up a little bit, but, uh, it usually we've got four or so different editions prototyping at any given time. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you know, that, that could be an edition that we release in, you know, two quarters from now, or it could be one that we say, okay, let's put that on the back burner and we'll, you yeah. know, bring that up later. Um, Cool. That makes sense. That's that's interesting. And like, I guess, yeah, that was, I guess, kind of what I was expecting. But I also know, like, it's really hard to imagine. It's so hard to look that far ahead, right? Like, like I know people who like start thinking about, you know, Christmas shoots in May, right? Right? Like, it's yeah, yeah. It just kind of reminds me of that. It, it is. It's really challenging. But you touched on it earlier. The supply chain is um, is very complicated, and yeah. depending on depending on what we're doing uh, with a particular pencil, um, yeah. you know, there could be feral prototypes that we need. Like when we did the stripe yeah. on um, the 530. Yeah. Right? Which is that one was, that's the gold rush one. Yeah. yeah. Br- bring, um, by the way, bring, bring that one back. Like put that stripe on other things. That is one of my favorite ferals. <laughs> um, I bought a bunch of the 530s specifically because of that stripe and the, and the extra from core, but yeah. yeah. So, so in that case, like the prototyping of the feral was was intense. Yeah. Um, and then like the the four, the one the one that we just did, like getting that, figuring out first of all what we were going to use to make that sandy texture, mm. um, and you know so that it wouldn't damage a sharpener. Yeah. Um, that was that was that was intense. So that that one took a little bit longer. Too. I, I assume you just ha- just laid out a bunch of sand in the office and just like rolled the pencils in sand before you shipped it out. <laughs> the, you're not far off. The <laughs> process is pretty, pretty how, close. How much of what you how much how much do you do in the office and how much do you do like at the factory? Like I know that you you put the ferrule and the pencils like in the um, you know in the office. Yeah, that's that's all done in the office, and now that we, we do the um, that we have the imprint machine for the oh, right. stuff, we we do um, at least the prototyping stage of the imprinting. Yeah, um, in the office also, and we've got you know jars of different paints and things like that that we that we can play with and kind of mix and and just see how colors play together. It's the um, ultimate hackwing setup. <laughs> Although I guess I guess by definition it is not a hackwing because it's it's at the Blackwing office, so it's, it's canon. <laughs> yeah, it's canon for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would love to. Um, I would love to have a whole episode where we just dig into like all the supply chain stuff. But I know like that's that's part of your competitive like advantage, and Charles probably wants to hold that pretty close to his chest. So. <laughs> yeah yeah not authorized not yeah authorized. <laughs> understand <laughs> so um sort of like in the middle of things can you talk about the new one the 811 yeah and maybe describe it and talk about the background a little bit because yeah, i think sure. we haven't said a word about it yet no one even knows what color it is if they haven't seen well it. <laughs> i mean we're so I, I guess full disclosure we are recording the day before the announcement but we have uh, embargoed this episode it won't it won't come out until after 
until after the world knows what the 811 is. So presumably you have all seen the announcement in the Erasable group. And if not, go to blackwing602.com um, and check out the the 811 announcement and read the story behind it. So Yeah, there are a lot yeah. of people that like do a uh, social media embargo around this time so they don't yeah. see any spoilers. That's kind of cool. Have to do a podcast embargo too because they're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to vividly describe it. Awesome. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, the, the 811 is a, uh, a tribute to libraries. Mm. That's, that's kind of the, the broad topic for it. Um, I think since, since that's where we started with this design, that's where I'm going to start with my description. Um, it was, it, if you're looking at it, it's got a, an emerald finish that's, that's slightly gradient. Uh, and that, that was inspired by those iconic, um, green lamps i think they're called emerald light lamps yeah that um you see in a lot of a lot of libraries in on the east coast and in in europe it's i whenever i think of a library for some reason i, I think of that lamp so um the colors inspired by that and the the reason why i insisted on you guys having these in your hands when we did this episode is uh because this is the first blackwing that glows in the dark <laughs> i yeah i before i had them in my hand johnny sent me a picture of it i'm like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> yeah, and so it's way brighter than like any of the glow in the dark toys i've ever had yeah yeah we uh we we saturated that sucker with with glow in the dark action so how, it's um <laughs> how many different layers of lacquer are on this thing i just like oh, like it just seems so like there. a bunch yeah, there's the bottom coat, um, which is is just just white yeah. generally, um, and then I think this one has, well, then it has then it has the the green lacquer, the green coat yeah. on it, and then I, I want to say there are, are nine layers of that glow. Wow, coat over oh the top, <laughs> and then yeah, and it then shows. on top of <laughs> and then on top of that, there's um, there's a, a clear coat finish to to kind of smooth it out a little bit. And how are you getting that gradient? That gradient is actually done with, um, I, I said lacquer, but it, that one was actually done with a roll on process. Oh, I so, see. Okay, cool. Um, similar process that was used in the, um, like the 1138 yeah. or the, like oh. I was describing the, the DiMaggio, the 56. Yep. I think I'm seeing like the, the seam very, very faintly in here. Yeah. Yeah. There, right. there might be a, a subtle seam on some yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, just lovely. I think I might, so my dad had one of those green, green lamps, um, for a long time on his desk and I, yeah, have definitely seen them in libraries and I, I, I definitely like, even before I read the description, I kind of made that visual connection between the green and the, those lamps. So yeah. Um, so it worked. Yeah, it did. So <laughs> where, where did the 811 number come from? Yeah, so so the eight eleven, um, there's part of the story that we tell on the on this edition is this beautiful quote um, by Maya Angelou, where she describes uh, libraries as a as a light in the dark, essentially mm. um, a, a rainbow in the clouds. She calls it something something to kind of guide us when when things aren't going so hot, and. So the um, the eight eleven comes from the uh, it's the American poetry section of the Dewey Decimal System, where most of Doctor Angel's works are are housed, along with you know a bunch of other poets that inspire us and that kind of 
provide that provide that light when we're uh when we're when we're feeling down yeah this it's kind of an interesting like maybe unintentionally um connection to um, I have a lot of respect for the Stockton Public Library. Um, it's one of the um, one of the few libraries in the country that has a um, just a social service organization to it because of all the kind of like you know underprivileged kids who who come and hang out at the library. Um, I attended a lecture um, at Stanford at some point. Some guy was a photographer was just documenting public libraries around the country, and he spent a lot of time talking about the, Stan- the Stockton Library. So I don't know if that actually has any any play into this but i i that's just a just a fun connection there i think yeah no absolutely and it's um well uh my angelou's mother lived in stockton oh that's right yeah she yeah, gr- she so, grew up in san francisco she, didn't she yeah or yeah or berkeley or oakland so somewhere yeah. in the bay area for sure um but she would come and visit her mother all all the time um when she was uh up in her years and so there's there's some other Stockton um, connections to this one that we'll be we'll be telling hopefully on the on the blog, Johnny. So you'll you'll be pleased. With that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, and um, no, go on. I'm, I was going to say um, I just had a question about the um, the pink eraser choice. Um, if there was any specific reason there, um, but I didn't want to interrupt what you were saying. If you were going to go on about something else. Oh no, that was purely aesthetic. Um, okay. I thought it. I just thought it played well off off the off the green. Actually, um, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Johnny was talking about because it because it glows, putting a yellow eraser in it, and kind of making like a green arrow wing. <laughs> yeah. It's the so the glow is. Um, I was really surprised when we got it, and you, you know, I, I intuitively kind of thought this would happen, but when you when you look at it, you can still read the imprint because it blocks the phosphorescence. Yeah. And oh yeah, I you thought, can totally read it. In the dark. I thought that was freaking awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just, it just popped into my head. That's very cool. So, um, moving on from the eight eleven, uh, Johnny, anything else to ask before we, we talk about move on to other, other topics? Yeah. I was just going to ask about the eraser. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so, um, the Blackwing colored pencils are really lovely. They have these like really great weighted metal tips. Um, any, any plans on the horizon for any larger, um, wider color range or the ability to purchase single colors of the colored pencils? These are some of the more specific questions we had. We wanted to like, be sure to (laughs) be sure to ask about. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not sure how much deeper we'll get into the color pencils. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't rule out like a, a 24 count maybe yeah. or, or a 36 count even, but any, Ooh. anything beyond that I think is kind of getting away from, from what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. You know, the, the, the colors are great, um, for our, you know, our, our retail network. They really, really love them. Um, but we're, we're, we like to stick to graphite. I'd, I'd, I'd like to stick to graphite. Yeah. Um, that, but we, on, on the, on the note of, uh, like singles, we've, we've talked about like a red editing black wing. Mm. Um, and we, and we've <laughs> talked about <laughs> maybe like a, a blue sketching one, you know, those non, the photocopy blue yeah. Yeah. sketching black wings. Um, I'm not sure how exactly those might manifest themselves, but those are, those are ideas. That are Volumes edition. Awesome. 
Red Editing <laughs> Volumes Edition, for sure. The editor. Yeah. Well, there's already CW Pencils has the has the editor. Uh, uh. We get a small <laughs> e editor. Yeah. Let's say awesome. editor in German. We'll throw or a number on it. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, moving on to other Blackwing products. Um, so you guys keep updating your notebook line, which is really cool. Um, recently, you had the the addition of the gray, and then the um, bookmarks were pink, like the pink eraser on a six hundred two, which was just, like perfect touch. But um, like when you look at them, it sort of sets off my OCD of like there's stiff pocket notebooks, then there's the A five sized slate notebook that has like an exposed spine, and then the large soft cover summit. So like they don't match, but as a line, it works really well together. So can you talk about, you know, how you came up with those three designs and sizes? Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, the slate is the the A that A five one you were mentioning. Um, that's kind of our flagship notebook, I, I guess I would say, um, and that one's been around the longest, also. So we, when we introduced that one, um, we didn't we didn't have the you know the clutch or the summit those those didn't exist we had some other blackwing notebooks that never you know we never really um fleshed out but but the slate was kind of our our notebook and and that was kind of how it was going to stay um but we had a lot of a lot of people asking us specifically a lot of retailers asking us for some more notebooks um so we thought for the for the clutch and the summit we kind of wanted their forms to follow their functions um and so for for a small pocket notebook, we, we wanted it to be flexible. Um, but, you know, it has to be, if it's going in your pocket, it's got to be durable. So that's why we went with the, the kind of sewn binding, but with a wrapped paper cover hmm. um, that m- matched the the cover that we use for the for the slate. And then for the summit, we, we figured it would be something that spent 90% of its life either in a bag or on a desk. Um, so it it needed to be transportable. That's, I don't know if that's, I don't think that's a word. Totally a word. But it, totally a word. Yeah. It needed to be something that you could <laughs> take with you. Um, and at having the, the hardcover bulk on that, like a, like a traditional hardcover bulk, just, it seemed excessive. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's how we landed on the soft cover with that one. Awesome. Um, but we've actually, we've been kind of mulling over some, some other notebook ideas. Um, like I mentioned, this, the Slate is far and away our our best selling and most popular notebook. So I've been thinking about rolling it out in a small and a large size, also. Mm. That that would, <gasps> that would be awesome. Yeah, and it come the small one comes with a little short Blackwing too. Be, <laughs> That's that adorable. <laughs> Blackwing bridge pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little cute short Blackwing. So um, that's something we're we're also looking at. That's cool. Um, any, oh, I mean, if you're, if you want feedback, like, yeah, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Johnny will beta test for you if you're, if you're interested. Yep. <laughs> I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm a big reporter notebook, reporter notebook fan. So a slate reporter's notebook would be pretty, pretty badass. That would be really awesome. <laughs> yeah. With that exposed spine being so flexible. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, oh, now I've got that in my head. Yeah. Just sit with it. Sit with it in your head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, while we're while we're on the subject, um, and and maybe there's not any any other interesting products on the horizon that you that you want to talk about. 
I don't know if I can. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> no. I always um, ask Charles this whenever he's come on and like. Pause recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Nobody's listening. You can say whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, my focus. I, so we, we, I think we've got, you know, we've got the pencil thing thing down. So I, would, I will <laughs> say that my focus has been outside of, outside of pencils, but, um, but directly related to pencils. Um, Fountain pens. I, I want. I want more sharpeners. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's where my that's where my, that's where my focus has been. So I, but, I'm hoping that really, really hoping I'll have something more to share about this. Well, you know the the long the long point sharpener is 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 pretty great, but um, for me the masterpiece has eclipsed that. So a Blackwing masterpiece uh, collaboration would be amazing. <laughs> I, I still yeah. want uh, a long time ago I tried to pitch this to Charles and I guess I guess it's something that like was in R&D for a while is I really wanted a capacitive touch eraser for a Blackwing um, that would both erase <laughs> yeah. and you can use your iPhone with it. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, it was uh, we actually had a we had a prototype of something like that at some point uh, that that would work like as a as a stylus. Yeah. Um, the the problem was you had to you had to make contact with the metal. Oh, so interesting. Had, so you had to hold you had to hold the pencil like way down at the bottom. Um and so yeah. it was super uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and so we had like looked at we looked, we did all sorts of weird stuff. We were looking at like, okay, what if we get it like a metallic lacquer and we put it over the top? Yeah. Um That's it interesting. <laughs> I I'm also I'm also waiting for my uh uh feral, uh blackwing feral like insert to put on the top of an apple pencil. Um <laughs> Just to make the Apple Pencil look like a, a Blackwing, but <laughs> that's that seems like that seems like not not really up, not not really playing with the brand sanctity of Blackwing, right? <laughs> yeah, it seems like we might get in trouble for that. Yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, you don't want to give away your future editions, obviously, but if you know you want to after we're finished recording, that's totally fine. We won't write it down or anything, <laughs> but um. If you could think of like a dream Blackwing that you may or may not be able to ever make one day, what would it look like? What would it look like? Mm. I think it would be more so what it would be about mm. because I can, you Ooh. know, we can pretty much, we can make them look, we can make them look however we want. Um, I, if we play our cards right, I think my dream edition is going to be coming out in the next year or so. <laughs> so, so you better I, not. I think, I, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that. Um, I'll make sure to let you guys, like, I'll, I'll put a little flag on it. I'll be like, hey, that was the one I was talking about yeah. when, it, when it comes out. Um, but <laughs> uh, other than that, it's probably, it would probably be something comic related. I'm kind, I'm kind of a nerd. Um, like, I'd love to do a Neil Gaiman edition or like, Ooh. you know edition or something like that um but i, I that, that's I, me being, that's me being selfish i don't know like a like a halftone pencil that would be really cool with yeah like a like a comic halftone that'd be really neat yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh that would be cool yeah johnny what, what is your what is your dream edition so um what's that place called the analog supply company they already make a pencil called the thorough pencil but it's you know, it's not that great. Thoreau is really small, and I think they don't make it anymore. So, volume 1817 for the year Thoreau was born, maybe call it The Conquered. It would be round, like really naked, natural. The imprint would be burned in. 
it would have a matte silver ferrule and a pink eraser. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, or Johnny knows what he wants. Yes, that is specific. <laughs> yeah, and for the core, um, like extra soft. Yeah, like extra, so the extra, pencil weighs like soft. six pounds. Like, like you're talking like softer like, than the black wing. Like eight B, ten B. Yeah. Wow. Like really thick, um, a thick core that makes it feel really heavy, like a Wopex. <laughs> yeah. Well, the trouble is, if it's a Wopex, Johnny, you can't you can't burn in the imprint because that thing doesn't yeah. burn. <laughs> yeah, they burn. Carcinogens. Yeah. You need to do it outside. My- no, but um, the uh, Karen Dash Natura used to have their um, imprint burned in, and it was really really cool. Yeah. So my. Uh, my addition, I, I think that uh, Dade Scolardi and I share the same dream, which would be to uh, basically do a tribute to other um, kind of venerable um, Eberhard Faber brands and do a Van Dyke edition uh, with a <gasps> oh yeah yellow pencil That's with a, a com- completely black ferrule and a special edition box that has that like really gorgeous like green and white uh, you know that, that green and white stripe and kind of that reddish eraser that would be. Really cool. The vo- volume six hundred one. Did it have a sl- one of those like slide boxes like the uh, Mongol had? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. that's the one that we like uh, <laughs> inspired. <laughs> we did. De- we didn't copy it for sure. It, it inspired our um, Plumbago issue uh, issue three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's definitely. Yeah, I hesitated in bringing this up because I was like, well, it could very well be that this is like something that's in the works and I don't want to like talk about it in order to like, you know, jinx it from, from appearing. But, um, that's just like, yeah, just tributes to, to like further hard favor tributes are really interesting to me. Yeah. We've, I mean, we've thought about like how, how do you tell that story, right? How does that story fit within the, the context of the volumes program as we've kind of structured it. Yeah. Um, if you were to do, if you were to do something like that, right. Um, I don't know. It's kind of tricky. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that's, that's an idea that has been floated. Like if you were to either the the Van Dyke or the microtomic or or something like that, something, something that shares the same silhouette, um, if you were to do some kind of tribute to that, how, how would it work? And yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it'll uh, if volumes will ever ever house that, but that, that yeah really might not show up elsewhere. The other one I really love is the idea, like the old old black wings that had the little arrow, the up arrow cut out of the ferrule, um, just to show yeah. that you know it's extendable. Yeah. And I love the idea of like you know everybody there has just a tiny tiny little like metal you know die, <laughs> and you're you're pun- <laughs> punching out little tiny metal little arrows, punch. yeah. <laughs> We've played with we've played with um, punched dies there. That's cool. It's trick. It's tricky. Oh, I, so I still haven't figured. Still haven't figured out how to how to do. It. Yeah, laser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Laser cut them. Laser. Lasers. Lasers. <laughs> cool. Well, um, that kind of wraps up um, our questions. And and I, I guess Alex, is there anything that we did not cover that you that you want to mention or talk about? <sighs> hmm. I already mentioned the websites. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've, we've got some cool stuff coming this year. I think, I think people are going to, people are going to like it. We're, yeah. we're, I'm trying to 
do more like we've got the volumes is kind of a well-oiled machine at this point yeah um so so now I'm, we're, we're taking the opportunity to to kind of look elsewhere and say okay now you know what what's next and i think we've got some really cool stuff coming very cool well i think you started the year off strong with this 811 it's definitely in yeah. my in my top five favorites oh awesome yeah that's yeah, That's such great. a good. I mean, any any literary tri- tribute I think is going to especially play big with you know with our audience and with with us. So, um, and libraries like especially right. So, yeah. Like, I hope you made a lot of these. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So um, we got plenty. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Just sitting around. Um, so Alex, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming out and hanging out with us tonight. Um, so, uh, where can people find you, um, find you and your, your company on the internet? Yeah, I'm, I'm rather limited on, uh, on social media. Um, I, I do, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alexander dot That's a, that's about it. Um, but you can find us, uh, uh, all over the place, uh, at Blackwing on, on Instagram at Blackwing on Twitter. Um, uh, facebook.com slash palomino blackwing and uh, blackwing602.com whoever owns blackwing.com still hasn't given up the ghost yet I remember talking about that like in the early days but like right I think I worked there when we registered it and yeah blackwing blackwing.com still somebody else still uh, uh, it's an uh, organic meat company yes (laughs) ostrich meat Exactly. That's the name. Black wings. (laughs) Perfect. Interesting. Johnny, where can people find you? Um, You can find me on the internet at pencilrevolution.com. Although, so I'm transferring hosts, so it might Uh go down for a little while. Hopefully Uh not. Um, And on social media at Pencilution. Nice. So uh, I'm Andy Welfley. Um, you can find my blog that I never update at woodclinch.com um, and uh, a lot of other web, web, webby stuff at andy.wtf. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at a Welfley. Um, this is the Erasable Podcast. Uh, we are at erasable.us. Uh, episode 114 has been this this episode um five years of recording uh we are at uh you can find show notes and a the audio recording for the show at erasable.us slash 114 um come join our facebook group if you are on facebook it is facebook.com slash groups slash erasable it's a really great community uh, a lot of talk a uh, lot of speculation and rumor mills and really hilarious uh speculation about the the black wing uh, i don't know if you've you've seen any, any of them um alex but it's, uh, it's yeah, yeah we definitely it's um it's funny yeah seeing, seeing <laughs> some people guess and i'm always shocked at how accurate i know like somebody so. somebody got this library one like right off and i was actually freaking re- nailed it like, really it, surprised it, yeah everything of, everything about i was it. i, I, was I like, what except I, the glowing nobody knew about the glowing. exactly yeah i will admit like <laughs> go off on a tangent here for a second um so Mike Mike Haggins suggested, uh, you know, eight eleven is what you call in the U.S. when before you dig in order to find like down power lines and stuff, like in your backyard. And when I saw the kind of green um, blurred backdrop, I was like, "That's it! It's it's a tribute to the American backyard, kind of like the uh, <laughs> right notepads yard, you know, front yard." I was like, "This is the this is the Blackwing backyard," uh, and no, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I was hoping that'd be a red herring for people. Yeah, that's great. Call, call before you dig. 
So, uh, yeah, so uh, all this and more in the Facebook group if you're not in that. Um, come check us out on Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook page itself as uh, Erasable Podcast. Um, if you are listening to us on um, your favorite podcatcher, um, please recommend us and rate and review us on iTunes if you get the chance or Google Play Store that helps us kind of be discovered by more people. Um, and once again, uh, thank you, Alex, for joining us. This is Alex Poyer, the brand manager of Blackwing. And um, we'll talk to you all soon.